Hey y'all, welcome to Shades of Brown, the podcast that discusses the ever-evolving and sometimes contradicting thoughts of a Black millennial. I'm your host, Allie B, and I'm so happy you're with me for another episode. Today, I have two amazing guests with me to talk about intentional dating, what that is, what it means, why it's significant. I can't wait for y'all to meet them and to hear their story. It's such a beautiful story. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But before we get into the conversation though, let's get into the brown beat. So I finally got into Bridgerton and I see what y'all talking about. It's really good. (laughs) And it's such a conversational piece. Like it brings up so many questions and so many like, wait, what moments? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm watching it or whatever. Um, but I'm not going to give any spoilers. So that was just a quick, just a quick FYI. What I want to talk about real quick, like though, is, um, sister Lori and brother Michael. So Michael B. Jordan is taken, man, ladies, silent tears, silent tears. And he's with our, our dear, beautiful sis, Lori Harvey. And you know, this is where I'm going to be real, like a contradictory because I appreciate women who be like, you know what? I'm going to pull you on you. You know what? I'm going to be out here acting just like you acting. I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Especially given who her father, stepfather is. You know, he wrote a whole book about act like a lady, but think like a man. Well, Laurie is out here acting and thinking like a whole nigga. (laughs) Like, that's the only way to put it. <laughs> Ain't no other word. <laughs> and I can appreciate sis living her best life. I can. But not with Michael, though. Like, leave him out of this. <laughs> leave Michael out of this. Like, go and do this with the futures of the world, with whoever else she's been involved with. Go do that with them. Leave Killmonger out of this. Leave Adonis Cree out of this. Leave Wallace out of this. Leave Michael B. Jordan out of this, please, out of your shenanigans. Now, you know what I'm saying? I don't know nothing about that man. I don't know him, but I feel like I do. How <laughs> I want to. I want to know him. <laughs> and yeah, like, for real, like, I appreciate how she displays, you know, the, the agency she has over herself, like, and how she's exploring, you know, her 20s and just dating around like I love it but just like I don't like when dudes do this I don't too much like it when she do it either and I just want all of them to sit down somewhere you know so like a part of me is like go girl go live your best life do to them what they be doing to us but also sit down somewhere you know what I'm saying (laughs) go wait on the Lord (laughs) and leave Michael B. Jordan out of it please Because we all know, I mean, this is not to be a pessimist, but let's do some deductive reasoning here. We have historical data and it tells us this is not going to last. So can we just like skip to the end (laughs) and let that man free? (laughs) (sighs) I'm hating because they, I ain't going to even lie. They are a beautiful couple. Like for real, I'm looking at the shade room and the pictures and I'm mad, but also like y'all is really cute. Did y'all see the video when they were, um, I want to say they were in Salt Lake City or like Park City, Utah somewhere when they were playing in the snow and he like pushes her in the snow and they're playing around and just giggling. And I'm like, ugh, whatever. But they're so cute. (laughs) But also 
leave him alone. Anyways, I just feel away. And I know my, my fellow sisters also feel away. And I'm kind of just like in between, you know? It's like, go girl, but sit down. But go girl, but also sit down. How y'all feel about that? Should I be praising her? Like, yeah, keep doing that. Keep pulling a them on them. Should I be praising her? Or should I be encouraging all my sisters to, I don't know. This is tricky. See, the lies of purity culture are starting to rise up in me and say, she needs to go somewhere and sit down and be holy and not. Anyways, y'all, I'm gonna leave that be. Let's get into the next segment. My guests are Malaysia Garfield and Alicia Derso. Malaysia is the inaugural director of the Black Cultural Center at the University of Utah. And he's also the creator and facilitator of Meaningful Conversations. This is a space he's created to bring back meaningful group conversations, but with a twist. He's a native of Rochester, New York, and is currently a resident of Salt Lake City, Utah. Alicia, my dear friend Alicia, she is a visionary and builder who likes to karaoke in her spare time. Y'all, she carries a mic wherever she goes, literally. She was born and raised in New Jersey and now resides in Salt Lake City also, where she is making the most of the Beehive State. All right, y'all, let's unpack it. So welcome back to Shades of Brown, Malaysia, and welcome to Shades of Brown, Alicia. Well, technically you've been on Shades of Brown just on the IG Live, but this is your first time on an episode. So welcome, y'all. Thank you for having us. We're so happy to be here. Yes, I'm happy. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. And I just realized, like, Malaysia, you are at this point, you and Corey Ellison are the most recurring guests. This is your third episode. <laughs> so uh, the people must love you. So let's unpack it. There's this meme going around that says, Black women deserve love that doesn't require suffering first. And I love this meme because though I'm a sucker for love, y'all know me, especially Black love, I'm really kind of over this typical love story that requires emotional roller coasters and traumatic experiences before we ever get to the happily ever after. Now, I do believe like any love worth having will come with tests and trials, but I don't really subscribe to this idea that we have to go through this physical, psychological, verbal, emotional, or any other kind of abuse in order to be worthy of love. I'm ready for us to promote and celebrate a different kind of love story. And that's why I have you two here with me today. You guys have such a feel-good love story for so many reasons that we'll get into. I'm sure they'll become evident as we talk. Alicia, you and I talked about this. We had a Instagram live session uh, last month in December. I think it was December, early December. If you guys haven't seen that, go over to uh, Shades of Brown podcast and check out the IG live. Um, but we talked about what it means or what it looks like for a strong, independent Black woman to receive, to find and receive love. Um, and a lot of questions came up on that during the Instagram live that we weren't able to address in the moment. So I'd like to have some time here where we can deep dive even more into what it means to date with purpose and intention. So let's get into it. How did y'all meet? You going to tell her how we met, Alicia? <laughs> <laughs> I will give the long, short version of how we met. So 
we met at a Juneteenth festival in uh, Ogden, Utah. I would just like to input, I wasn't supposed to be there that day, but I had car troubles the day before. So I went back, wanted to show support to our community. And um, we were at a booth. I had just finished buying a book and Malijah was introducing himself as the new uh, director of the Black Cultural Center here at a local university. And I was not like, just a local university. Like, let's let's not downplay this. Let's not minimize the man of God's accomplishments, okay? You can say the name of the university. At the University of Utah in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, he he was he is now the inaugural director of this new center that had just opened in February of 2020. If I, or is it 2020? 2019. 2019, my bad. So we met and all I heard was center. So I run a, a nonprofit out here for young girls of color, specifically black girls between the ages of five and 14. Our mission is to educate, empower and encourage them to be their best selves. Shameless plug. But um, we needed a place to do a book club. And so when I heard center, I was like, hey, so we need a center. We need a place to do our book club. He was like, well, just get in touch with me. He didn't have business cards yet. He just wrote his information down on a, on a card and gave it to me. I love to network. I needed a place quickly. So I emailed him that night. That was Sunday, Sunday night, Sunday. And then um, he got back in touch with me the next day. Um, but through the interwebs of Facebook and all types of social media, we got in contact and the infamous poke came around in, <laughs> in our Facebook messenger, the lovely Facebook messenger. And so why did uh, you he, poke her, Malijah? He waved, what, what is it? Wave now? It's not a poke. It's oh, a it's wave. a wave. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just trying to get her, you know, attention. Um, and she kind of downplayed it. We were, uh, yes, she did say that she was correct about the Ogden thing with the Juneteenth. Um, yeah, she emailed me. And then afterwards, I seen her on, it was Black Singles Utah. On It was a Facebook group. And I was like, oh, I introduced myself. And I seen that she liked it uh, along with a couple other. Uh, she liked the post along with a couple other people. I was like, oh, OK, yeah, I think I just met you actually. <laughs> Uh, earlier today. Wow, Elijah. Yeah, this was this was my logic. Fine I, details, huh? You know, fine details. Like, huh? I I see in your face looks familiar. I think we just met earlier today. You know what? Let me shoot you a message, and you know, just you know, send you a little wave because I'm seeing that you here doing your thing. You uh, here? You single? Like, what's single. up? You know, <laughs> I thought she was in a relationship. You you were put together like that. I didn't even know. <laughs> y'all at this point i've heard this story like 10 times and over here cheesing like it's my very first time hearing it <laughs> it's hilarious because those are the things that i don't remember he he remembers that part but i for some reason it's always a surprise for some to for me to think back to that time where we like the whole before the wave happened because <laughs> all i remember is the wave and once the wave happened 
um we started talking and he said I, I thought you were married and I was like I don't I don't have no ring I'm solo dolo in these streets single hard bodied single and um he may not have heard that but that's exactly what I was saying to myself through messenger and so it got to a point where I was just like oh my gosh I'm the unofficial tour guide of Salt Lake City and you should come dancing with me at this event on Tuesday. Now, mind you, this is Monday, Monday. And he was like, are you asking me on a date? I was like, no lie. I was just like, uh, no, in my head. But my fingers said, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so that was the beginning of what we have now here today. Listen. Um, we made plans. Two years. <laughs> Teach the people, cause you shot your shot, sis. You shot your shot, and it worked. Like you asked him out on a whole date. I didn't know this until Malaysia told me that that's what I did. I was like, "Listen, fam, all I wanted was someone to go to the big band dancing with." I and the thing is, I was like, "Fam, okay, so since I'm asking you out on a date, I want a fruit tart. That's those. That's like my favorite dessert." And so I want a fruit tart from Harmon's. And he was like, I got you. I still, to this day, have not gotten the fruit tart, but we are engaged to get married. You and know, so fruit like, tart, ring, you know, I mean. Uh. I still want that tart, fam. I still want it. Elijah, so, you better have that fruit tart on y'all wedding day. You hear me? No. Listen here with a special note and all. <laughs> That is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story about how you guys met. It's funny um, because I really do believe that, Alicia, you didn't know you were shooting your shot. But like listening to you, it's like, girl, you are so aggressive. <laughs> but it's like it works. Like, man, teach me your way, sis. Like how to be assertive out here in these streets to go after what you want. Like write a book or something, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Malaysia, like when you guys clearly at this point you guys have gone on a date gone on a date you know gone dancing or whatever um when you realize like you know what I like this girl I'm really interested what point did you realize um, you were seriously interested in dating her and at what point did you make that known and how did you make that known so actually at the beginning we had a we both talked she gave me some some guidelines and some boundaries that she did not want crossed. And then I kind of told her some things on um, what I was looking to do. My boundary for her was I wanted to date you or at least go on some dates. Um, and we will see what this looks like initially in three months um, or 90 days, essentially. I would say- So hey, would that be like, that? was that casual dating or exclusive dating? At, at this point it's casual dating. So at first- <laughs> Uh-huh, tell the truth. <laughs> at first, I stated at the beginning, I was like, oh, yeah, no, these 90 days, um, it can be casually dating. You can go out and date other people if you like, but I want us to continue to date. Re repeat that that part. We You could go out and date other people if you want. Say that again. For the people in the back. If you want in that, in that first 90 days. But I would say after like 30 days, <laughs> I was like, nah, that's not working. <laughs> we're gonna have to exclusively date we don't have to be in a relationship yet but we're gonna have to exclusively date because I, I can't 
I can't be having you out here in these streets. But he didn't tell me that. He did not tell me that. Okay. Y'all, I'm not going to tell all her business, but just say that she actually took that seriously, this whole casual thing. She was just out here in these streets. One day she went and ran some errands and ended up in somebody's. Uh... Exactly. <laughs> somebody I was under no obligation to this man other than what he stated intentions in the beginning were very clear with me i understood now we, we now it's the okie doke and i'm like but that's not what you you know and you didn't actually, inform me that they had changed until i told you what yeah. had happened so clear intentions <laughs> you know, no, I actually love I actually love this for a couple of reasons. One, because Elijah was clear up front. Hey, I want to date you 90 days. Just see where this is at. That for me is like, okay, so you actually have a plan? What? A man with a plan. Okay, let's go somewhere with this. But I also love though, and this is for my ladies, because I think we get I think we get caught up in fantasy land that we don't actually hear what men are saying. I love that Alicia is like, okay, casually dating me, meaning, you know, I am not um, bound to you exclusively so I can do what I want and, you know, I can still date. And she did that, you know, it wasn't like, oh, this new guy's around. So I'm cutting everybody off and he's, he gets all of my attention. I give him my heart prematurely. And now you're mad because he said it was casual. I love that Alicia actually believed him like, okay, casual dating it is now. She did go a little bit far, but you know what? Hey, it's, I love it. You know what I'm saying? Women empowerment. You know what I'm saying? We can do what we want to do. You know, no, we are we're all people. I wouldn't consider she going too far. As she stated, I just wasn't clear um, at that beginning. Once I started to catch feelings, I would say, mm-hmm. I just went clear and said, hell, look, can we rearrange this? Um, and we ended up having that conversation um, after some time. Um, and amongst that 90 days, I actually ended up extending the 90 days to four months um, because I wanted to really see. Can we talk about that? But go ahead. Okay. But no, let, let me pause though. Cause let, let me, let me clear this up. Cause I know Alicia personally. So when I say these things, y'all know what I'm talking about, but listeners don't. When I say go too far, I'm meaning that in an Alicia context, not in a general context, like for Alicia, because I, because the specific story, you can tell it if you want to, but for Alicia, in my mind, it's like, girl, now you know good and well. <laughs> but, but in a general sense, no, she did not go too far. She actually didn't do much at all, actually. It's, it's quite elementary. But but for Alicia, it was like, what, girl? Girl, what? Right. Yes. <laughs> you exactly. out here in these streets? Allison is correct. You know, you so ain't got but 16 Black men and 16. you're talking to two of them at once? <laughs> 16 and a half at times. okay so yes continue yeah and so i what it ended up doing is just reevaluating what our 90 days was going to look like and i said hey i actually uh seek counsel from my parents um a couple of uh, my fraternity brothers um back where i was um, in new mexico and a couple other people i said look i met this amazing woman um we've been dating for a couple um you know, but, but it was about at that time, I think I was about 30, almost 40 days in. And I was just like, okay, I don't want this to go too fast. Um, like how do I slow down a little bit, but also give enough time where she understands and I'm not like trying to switch up things last minute. So I said, hey, um, 
Alicia, why don't we extend this uh, to four months? It gives us enough time to really evaluate if this is what we want to do. Um, and it was basically the summer. And this is like where she shines. She shines in the summer. So, <laughs> you know, we extended it to four months, basically from it was the start of June all the way to uh, September. And so we just like, okay, uh, we'll come back in September and see where we're at. Let's, let's be clear, though. Malaysia just kind of like added that by that time by August I was like I'm waiting for somebody to ask me to be his girlfriend I'm just waiting for that he was like nah let's wait another month I was like but why why for for why <laughs> I don't understand this you said and now I did and we did it we waited and now we not, now we waiting again. I was so, I actually was very pissed and I had to think about like, how you just gonna spring this on me? <laughs> and then I'm just like, all right, you know, he wants to be intentional and, and all of that type of stuff. So like another month won't be bad of dating. And it was the summer. So we was in these streets, mm-hmm. 20, 2019. So it, it mm-hmm. wasn't, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I found out who Malaysia actually was September 5th, 2019. He does things grandiose, so I'll let him take it away. Indeed. September 5th? Was it September 5th? That was when I uh, proposed to you. Um, oh, gosh. August, uh, September 18th? Yeah, it was September 18th, yeah. So September 18th in 2019, yeah, I ended up, um, how I can uh, really told her like, look, I'm seriously interested in you. I think we should pursue a relationship. I ended up taking her out to this fancy dinner uh, and we got both dressed up, suit and everything. And I, you know, made it seem like it was a proposal, but it was a proposal stating like, look, I, I want to prof- uh, perform my love to you, but also state like, I'm seriously intentionally looking to date to marry you. Like I'm, I'm courting you now. I'm now no longer just trying to be out here in these streets. We just having little dates in here now. Um, like I'm telling you right now in September, we've been dating for four months. We are good. We've been looking at each other, things that we're doing, but now this is where the game begins. I'm here to court you. Um, and I made, made that clear to her, um, as she stated, um, and I told her on that date, I said, hey, these are the promises I'm going to make to you. And I made a, like a list of promises. And I told her, like, these are the promises I'm going to make to you. And we will move throughout our, um, at least our courtship or our friend, uh, you know, our um, boyfriend and girlfriend relationship courtship until we get married or to, until I propose to you, at least um, what we can do. Why was I just, I so, so love that. The the type A person in me, the one who like needs structure. I love this kind of stuff, but I do understand that this kind of stuff isn't appealing to many because I think for a lot of folks, they like things to just flow and like let things happen organically and let's just see where it goes and let's just go with the flow, right? And for me, I find a hard time dating, honestly, because I don't want to go with the flow. Where are we going? Where are you taking me? Where is this river going to end up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And not that I need to know everything up front, but I do prefer that a man knows, you know, where he wants to take this. So I find myself, you know, not having much luck because I'd be demanding like, uh, 
sir, say something. So why was it important for you to make that known to Alicia up front, given that that could seemingly take the romance out of it? Like, hey, I'm actually telling you what I'm planning to do. I'm planning to, to date you casually slash seriously for three, four months. And then I'm going to ask you to be my girlfriend and tell you that I'm dating you to marry you. Why was that important for you to do? Because like I said, it, it doesn't seem as organic. Why I ended up doing that was because I wanted Alicia to know that I'm serious. Like I'm not here. I have a personality where if I if I really want to do some things, like I'll tell you like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. Um, some things I may take my time on or whatever, but you will know if I tell you that I'm going to do something, I'll do it. Um, it may be over the course of some time, but I, I will get it done. Um, and so with this particular instance, I was just like, yeah, I just want to let you know up front. So, you know, I'm not playing games. Like, do know, like, I'm not here to just date you. My end goal is to eventually marry you. Um, now that time may be, you know, we're now out of the four months. That time may be longer than what we expect, but do know that my end goal is not just to, you know, date and be boyfriend and girlfriend for some time and we might move on. No, mm-hmm. my goal is that we're going to work on a relationship. And then from there, we will then know organically what that next step will be. Have you always been this intentional with your dating? Were you the same way in your past dating experiences? Like how does your approach to Alicia change, um, compare to your past experiences? Cause I'm just like, man, really be doing, doing this. This is, this is incredible to me. <laughs> no, I, I have not. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> His voice changes like, you know, uh... no, I haven't. Uh, I was a nigga on these streets. <laughs> uh, you know, I was, I was not the, the for the faint heart, uh, I would say. I think the biggest thing learning from the experience is that um, previous relationships and overall, I just kind of, I was immature. Um, I really didn't know what I wanted. And I think out of getting out of, I was previously married as well. And so getting out of a relationship and then also dating around for a while, I was like, okay, I know what I want. I don't want I'm 20, was at the time, I think I was 26, 27. I'm like, <laughs> I know what I want. And so I'm yeah. tired of playing the games. Uh, can I Can I do what I, I know exactly what I want and I'm going to get what I want by doing it intentionally rather than, you know, loosey-goosey. Because when I was yeah. dating, um, uh, when I was dating, it was like, I was like, you know, have play around. You might, you know, have sex or whatever or do what you got to do or um, we'll go on dates literally nilly, but really, uh, especially when I came out here, I was like, now I'm here to, you know, if it's one thing that's going to be successful when I come out here to Utah, it was, I'm going to find a relationship. Um, and I'm going hey, to, man. <laughs> if it's one thing, uh, cause my job, I was already kind of <laughs> getting tired of my job and I was only here for a couple months, but I was like, if it's one thing. It's going to be, I'm going to have a successful relationship. I love that so much. Alicia, were you just as intentional with him? Like he did mention that you said some things, you had some boundaries too. Were you just as intentional um, in letting Malaysia know? And how did that compare to your previous experiences? So I think I'm going to start backwards 
um, in the questioning. Uh, my previous relationships were me. I was that girl that was like, oh, he wants to talk to me, drop everybody off, like focus on him. And that's not what the person even said that they wanted to do. <laughs> so yeah. um, I'll never forget. I was turning 30 um, that March 2019. And I told myself, I was like, Alicia, you can't wait on a spouse to do these things that you want to do. And so I started to think about how I was going into relationships when men would approach me um, in different spaces. I am a little bit aggressive at times, but it's like, I can't automatically assume they just want to be with me um, mm -hmm. and be with me on the terms that I can live with. So yeah. um, I had just kind of like, when I met Malaysia, it wasn't like, oh, hey, okay, all right. It really was, okay, I need a space. That's what I need. And I'm asking you, and that's why I didn't realize that's what I, I was asking him on a date because I was like, I'm not trying to date anybody right now. I'm fine with my situationship that I got going on over here. And you coming in, asking for a date and wanting to be all lovey-dovey is messing that up. First of all, <laughs> I'm trying to love me. I got three trips. I got two other trips this summer to be messing around with somebody that wants to be to date me intentionally, ma'am. So I was like, I went into it not wanting to actually, like not understanding. So even when September, well, let me back up. When we had the discussion about um, so you dating another person, you, you doing what you're doing with an, uh, yeah. Cause we didn't have this conversation and, and I had to really start rethinking cause I really liked Malaysia. And so I had to cut that off. You did. I was like, what? Alicia yeah. got feelings for somebody. What? Yeah. <laughs> he was my type of dork, man. We have fun. <laughs> we have fun, man. Like. I'm telling you, the first time we went to church and y'all can't see Malaysia, but he over here feeling himself. You hear me? <laughs> and Bay just got a haircut today. Let me tell you, shoot, all types hey. of scrumptious on these on this, this chat here. But I, <laughs> but I um really had to stop and think about what I was doing, and and this was a good thing, and like lean into this good thing. And so yeah. even with his intentionality, I had to go back to, you know, this isn't, this isn't what I'm, I'm putting up with. Once I dropped situationship, it was like, I'm not, this is what I stand for. I'm not looking for this. If we're going to date, it needs to be um, intentional. Um, but then he took it a step further and did the whole um, date and the promises on it was September 8th. It was around September 18th, actually. And um, I, it just he just took it to another level. And so I was just like, all right. So now I had to kind of like go back into um, being that that woman who who's like, relationships are great. Yeah. It definitely took a while because being single, I had just got out of a serious relationship the November before. And I was just like, I was done. And yeah. so then he comes in months later and I'm like, 
I was fine with, you know, approaching my single life, being the black woman on it, on the trips with her, for Peter the Collada. Rich, and the her rich trip. auntie. Yeah, the I rich was, single auntie. Get, listen, <laughs> I will babysit your kids for a couple hours. Then I got to go. Yeah. And I was, I was content with that, but he definitely changed the game um, in regards to making me remember why I wanted to date intentionally, why mm-hmm. I wanted to be in a relationship with someone who um, had done the work on mm-hmm. themselves. Because mm-hmm. um, like, let's just stated, Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Like the significance of you doing your own work before entering something serious like why was that important to you what did that look like for y'all individually um in regards to coming together yeah I I will start so um and I don't think many people kind of know actually but yeah I I was previously married um and I got married actually at 18 um joined the military with my ex-wife um we both went into the military and I'm not gonna speak badly on this person because I mean, yeah. she, she is also a person as well. She has her own thoughts on our relationships and things of that nature as well. Uh, but in the end, it didn't work. Uh, yeah. We were going to do two separate things and I actually ended up um, emotionally cheating uh, because I really felt from the jump that I don't know why I got into this relationship. Um, this was not the person for me, but I'm going to continue and see where it go. Um, and so getting out of that relationship and then dating around and stuff like that, I actually went to therapy for some time um, after my divorce and also ended up dating people as well. And I, I came to the realization, I was just like, okay, well, one, Elijah, you need to address your insecurities. Um, what are some things that you don't like about yourself? And what do you want out of not only you, but, you know, what do you want out of a relationship? What do you, I mean, you are a divorcee. Uh, you are this and that. You're young, but like, if you were to get into a serious relationship again, like, what are you bringing to the table? Um, mm. I had to really evaluate that and humble myself because I was just like, mm. yeah, anybody going to want me out in these streets? Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm a divorcee, you know, this, this, and that. Um it's interesting to me that this is the second person in just recent times that I've heard someone say that, say a man, a black man say, you know, I'm a divorcee as if that counts against you. Like in my mind, as a single person who's never been married before, I ain't gonna lie to you. That is a plus to me. Cause it's just like, you got all your, your uh, immaturity and you're like, this isn't to minimize the first marriages of people, but it's like, you played around. Now you get to the serious one. You know what to do now. It's like. I don't know. I I just typically see that as a positive, but maybe that's just my mind. I don't know. Well, the the reason why I say that is because there's people that still marry two, three, four, five times. I'm not trying to do that. That was my realization after getting divorced. I want to be married. I just Mm. know that that person wasn't for me at all. Um, And it was evident for me even going into emotionally cheating um, was... Mm -hmm. That, that person wasn't for me. And so mm-hmm. I, I had to realize once I got divorced that, look, who am I? Like, who am I as a person? And again, once I'm back into the dating game, what am I? A black man, you know, divorce, um, this, this, and that. Um, at the time, I had a uh, bachelor's degree 
I was going into grad school, but I'm like, what do I have to offer? I ain't got, I ain't got a dime in my name. I got student loans, this, this, and that. I'm a divorcee. Like I need to really um, come correct, um, especially if I'm going to get into a serious relationship with another beautiful woman. That's amazing. Like if they're going to come correct and I want somebody that's amazing, I have to come correct as well. And so really kind of just work on. Preach, Malaysia. Really just work on myself. Um, and so I ended up going to therapy, actually. Um, I love that. Going to therapy. I dated a couple of people. Um, I, you know, got my little hunches out and things of the nature. Did my little, <laughs> my little, uh, my little hot boy summer. <laughs> You know, I was doing my thing. You know, I was out in these streets. Uh, but I came to the realization, okay, this is not what I want. I actually do want to be married. I want to be in a meaningful relationship. And my my mantra with everything I do is that I want to have meaningful things, rather be conversations, whether it be, mm. whether it be uh, family. You know, I want it to be meaningful. I want my life to be meaningful. And so yeah. I went into that decision of intentionally dating. I love that. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Um, Cause we do tend to, when we think of the person that we want desire relationally, we think of all the things we want in them, not realizing that we may be asking for someone to come to the table with more than we're bringing to the table. So it's like, okay, so I want this person. Well, does the person I want go for someone like me? You know, does the person that I want, um, do, would they deem me compatible given, you know, the, the state of my life? Uh, so I love that you were introspective, that you sought after, you know, that you sought counsel. And you said that even earlier when you were talking about, you know, asking your parents and your friends about, about Alicia and that like all of that, I think it speaks to your maturity and your wisdom, you know, um, how a lot of times when it comes to relationships, we do need a community to help us navigate these things. You know, we do need outside perspectives and we do need therapists to help us see ourselves. Like all of this is, is, is critical in, in, in us becoming the best version of ourselves and making sure that we are aligned with people who complement the best version of ourselves. So I love all of what you're saying. I want to ask Alicia that, well, really both of you, um, I want to switch into like a more of a spiritual lane because what you're saying, it speaks you, you, you're talking in the sense of like, you sound like a man of God, a, someone who, who goes by the book. That's what you sound like. Right. But I've never heard you say like, oh yeah, God told me to go after Alicia or God told me to pursue Alicia. Where, where does that, where does your faith come into play when it comes to your dating life? Like, do, do you both, do either of you believe, you know, that God ordains people to be together or that it really is up to you in regards to, you know, just acknowledging God in all your ways, but going after who you want to go after. How, how does that play a part in your dating and, and courtship? So um, I think I grew up, well, no, I'm not going to say I think, I know I grew up <laughs> under that um, thought process of like, God is going to tell me who mm. my husband is going to be. And I think that all, or here we go, I think, and that is why I went into talking, like when one guy would show me attention, um, I would assume like, well, he's coming, obviously coming in my sphere for this reason, mm -hmm. because no one, 
no one ever really talked about godly dating. Yeah. Growing up. And it was just like sex, you just don't do it. Yeah. Um, and if you do, you're you're going to hell. It's yeah. just like yeah. sex. So um uh when when dating Malaysia, I think I that's my apprehension in the beginning was just so it was a good six to seven months of dating where I would definitely go back and forth because I'm like, well, he doesn't, he doesn't mark this box. And it's just like, but he'll, we'll sit here and pray together and we can, Mm. and he was, my, my test was, will he go to church if I'm not here? Mm. And he was like, my, I can't remember the exact words he said, but it's just like, my faith doesn't depend on you taking me to church. Like I'll get there because he didn't have a way of transportation the first couple of months because his car just immediately broke down when he got here. So um, definitely had to really do some introspective work when it came to, okay, is he doing this just for show? Is he doing this just to, to get in my pants? Is he doing this? just for that but after you know a year of not having any any type of sexual intercourse he still wanted to be there I was just like oh because let me tell you something even if he was the picture perfect church boy who goes to every service and is serving in ministry and maybe has a couple titles and positions let me tell you something even those jokers won't be around after a year of no booty. Okay. <laughs> like they trying to bust it down. They trying to bust it even before it it they, they want to bust it down. Bust you hear me? Bust it down. From the past on down. Shoot. Well, you know, I'm not, I mean, I don't want to get into that. We don't, we don't, we don't do church bashing over here at Shades of Brown. We don't. We don't. However, comma, mm-hmm. <laughs> the truth the is the truth, truth is in the house. There it is, but definitely, definitely, um, we, not to say that he proved himself, but it was definitely the open communication about, you know, today is a hard day, Alicia. And I'm just like, oh, oh, this is a thing like this, because that, that isn't my struggle. A very hard day. Uh (laughs) Like, yeah, physically and literally, right. This is a hard day, but it's just like being able to talk it out. And then you know, being in a pandemic together, it's just like, we don't live together. We still do not live together. And that is, that's somewhat of a surprise to some people, but, um, listen, cause you saved sis, you saved in the Holy Ghost field, huh? Holiness or hell, holiness or hell. There's only two options. Listen, no, seriously though, sis, talk about that. Like, I'm, I'm asking for a friend. How do you um, abstain when you have this man who has pursued you intentionally, has been forthcoming, upright, has been consistent, has shown you better than he could ever tell you, right? Didn't want to get in your draws. Like, all, like I'm going to just speak for me. <clears throat> See, those things would make it even harder. <laughs> so like... How have y'all navigated? It's in y'all in a pandemic. It's like, oh, listen, we want, we need touch. You know what I'm saying? Physical touch. We need you know what I'm saying to be 
Tailed. Tailed. And we, you know, maybe want to hold some other things. So like, how, give us practical ways that you guys have abstained because I think that's so beautiful, especially because though Alicia, you come from a very religious background and I know Malaysia does as well, but not in the legalistic sense where you have to check all these boxes and do all these things to be proven worthy in God's sight and to be proven in the church, proven worthy in the church's sight. Speak to uh, the, I don't know the discipline, what the, 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 the boundaries, what, what, how, how teach us, teach me, teach my friends how to abstain. Um, so we'll say celibacy because, um, and this is more so of the upbringing that I had. It was the, it was that, that holiness or hell mentality. And I had basically trained my brain to not focus on those things. Mm. And realizing that I go back to Miss um, Kevin Stage's story, yeah, and I read that story resonates me resonates with me so so much because that is something that Malaysia and I in approaching marriage is something that we are now that we have said that we're going to be a unit are dealing with. So that's not a, a struggle of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's I'm curious about it. If I'm being 100 percent and transparent about everything, I'm curious about sex. But that is something that is, it hasn't been a struggle. I've been able to use put that energy into um, doing tangible things. Mm-hmm. So um, starting a nonprofit or I'm very much big into the community. So I like doing those types of things. Um, and so. I go to therapy to address some of the, how do you abstain or remain celibate um, with this fine and handsome man? If we were both (laughs) on the same level of like, oh, you're fine, I'm fine. You want me, I want you, it would be fine. It, It wouldn't be that big of a struggle, but it, it isn't, we're not on that same playing field. Yeah. And so it's, it's been a bit easier for me um, than it has been for him. But I like, there's this trust and there's this honesty that we have in our relationship that, um, that we continue to evolve together. Yeah. And and I've been very, it's been a, a comfort because it's a, it's like a safe space mm-hmm. of like he provides this safe space for me to to say certain things or to say my true feeling explore emotions so with this whole holiness or hell and not really tar- tapping into my emotions I have to he's allowing me to tap into my emotions a little bit more so long story short we are um there are some days, because I am a woman as well, and ovulation is a thing. Hello, child. <laughs> but I don't res- I don't reside in let me hop on that thing and get busy. <clears throat> oh, okay. I, I mean, like we adults, right? So we talking, we talking straight, <laughs> no chasing, right? Yes, amen. Hmm. Is that I'm just messing with you, Alicia. I'm messing with you. <laughs> so I you, you bring up you bring up a whole other conversation, which I would love to have you back on to discuss even further. And that is this the damages that purity culture has done 
to Christian women and how we are taught that sex is bad, literally up until the day of the wedding. And then all of a sudden sex is good. And we're supposed to know how to bust it all wide open. But my training and my thinking says it's bad. How do I switch that? So I appreciate you you sharing that and being transparent because I know that <laughs> it is common for single Christian women who really have desired and have maintained their celibacy or have been abstinent because they really want to honor God, but but in the mix of that got got entangled with legalism and religion and people pleasing and I don't want to go to hell and fear and all those things. So we'll have to talk about that more because that there there's a lot to unpack there and we don't have the time to do it now, but there's a lot to unpack there, sis. Um, but I will say this though, in this case, it has worked in your favor because <laughs> here you guys are maintaining. But some Elijah though, on the other end of it, you know, who you don't have those same struggles. You're like, nah, I'm, I don't, it's a thing for me. So how have you um, maintained with being with the woman who, who decided like, this is something for me. I choose to abstain. I choose to remain celibate. How have you maintained that? And did you ever think like, man, this ain't even worth it, fam. Like Shawty, you don't even know. I I could be busting down so many Tatiana's out here. Like, what are you doing, sis? So like, how did you, how have you managed? Tatiana's and the young thespians out here that have been Malaysia just through it. <laughs> I am so weak. <laughs> um, I'm just going to tell you, man. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is the first time I've ever practiced uh, celibacy with someone. So, um, it has definitely been something else. <laughs> be honest with you you know sometimes and alicia she thinks Listen, that laugh though no i'm sorry this man said it has been something else you <laughs> think she'd be slick sometimes she wears certain things walk around the house she'd be like oh. listen now ever since i done moved from utah alicia done got super thick like i'm talking about that booty done got bigger girl and i'm just like so good good <laughs> kudos to Elijah for holding it down you know what I'm saying yeah uh, but I think that the biggest thing is um one thing that I learned from therapy and I actually this is something I'll I'll give credit <laughs> this man said therapy child that thing I'll give with therapy because uh, I go to therapy now even now and I'm just like even now to- even now I am so weak you know but actually uh my father told me about this, um, and it's really learning delayed gratification. Um, mm, mm. And I took that into this relationship when she told me at the jump that, hey, you know, I already had in my back of my mind those four months I was seeing if this was going to work. I test the waters. I was like, I can do this. Um, I could do this. Four <laughs> months can turn into two years. It's it's OK. Uh, <laughs> but I realized I, that you really have to have self-discipline, self-discipline and really believe in uh, delayed gratification, understanding that you're going to have to wait. Yeah. When it comes, I'll be busting it down. You know? Hi-ya. Yeah, they but, both. But he also- definitely reminds me of those, those things as well. He's like Alicia. 
understand now he believes in like just because i'm his wife consent does still matter right but um (laughs) he is he's you say less he he said (laughs) what'd you say he has made it known (laughs) he oh oh and the closer we get my god like (laughs) it's it's there and i'm like oh okay warm it up and literally (laughs) i'm gonna say less and before i can get the s out he gonna be going <laughs> and so there is no delay of gratification when that time comes. You know, you know. Uh, but <laughs> I would say that the biggest thing, yeah, having that uh, self-discipline and really honing in, like, okay, this is something that you want. If you're intentionally dating, um, you can hold off on sacrifices. You pray about those things. So one of those things is, yes, I do feel or fear in some instances. Um, with Alicia having that purity culture that sex would not come, that she would not like sex. Uh, Mm -hmm. And one of the greatest things that I've been doing over the course of our relationship is really, I really talk to God like all the time. I'm like, God, I'm doing this. (laughs) I'm doing this. Please, God. Make it good, God. Make make it good. good. (laughs) I am giving your good graces. Please. Uh, when it, when the time comes, Malaysia, let me tell you this. The wait. <laughs> let me tell you this, Malaysia. You my bro now. You know what I'm saying? So I love you just like I love Alicia. We gonna make sure she ready for you, okay? <laughs> this is one thing I would just like to point out, um, everyone. I have very supportive friends. Very, very supportive. Very supportive friends. <laughs> to the to the to the case to the point. Like I didn't grow up with this whole, you, you know, your mom dresses, like any type of sexiness. It was just like, we fully clothed in this house. <laughs> we are like, you know, or when we leave the house, it's just like, you got you clothes from the neck to, to <laughs> below the knee to the shin. Like we wear jean dresses in Covered. this house. Covered. Covered. Okay um Malaysia doesn't prescribe to that necessarily Mm-mm. and I'm okay with that because I'm okay with I am okay with me it's just other people and so I don't know how to buy this the sexiness listen, I have friends for that I have friends for that you so you guys for listen we got you boo you better put on them damn sexy draws <laughs> oh gosh I am perfectly fine with just like you know we know you're perfectly fine with walking around the house with uh sweatpants that are literally four times too big we know you are okay with walking around the house day in day out okay with thrift store finds we know that oh but it's a new season it's a new day huh a fresh wind is coming huh (laughs) let the lord speak I can't stand y'all. First of all, she gonna be right, Malaysia. She gonna be good, okay? But you know, uh, like I said, just I just make sure that we uh, myself, I I, um, really go with self discipline. Also, another thing that makes it really easy for me is that I know if somebody tells me no, okay, I accept it. And so what has made it really easy is that for her, she says, she says no. So I'm not about to rape you, nor hey, uh, yeah. 
I'm not about to yeah. rape you or sexually assault you or anything. So if you say no, you just you, no. Hey, that's the thing, you know, because I don't want to, you know, blanket or anything, but we be saying no, but things still be happening. And, you know, there's that. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I just, yeah, and that's the thing though. Yeah, people be <laughs> say no and not do it. No, if you say no, I... I don't know what it was. I was just wired. My mother taught me, like, if a woman tells you no, mm-hmm. even if you're married, if a woman tells you no, it just means no. No means no. That's really beautiful. And see, but this, and, and I'm going to speak, and, and I, want, I don't want to get on the tangent, but it's interesting, though, because this is where the gray area comes in and why there was so much criticism about the um, Me Too movement, because, you know, there are, and we are talking about committed relationships here, guys. Okay. The context is committed relationships with consenting partners, but there are times even then, you know, where a a woman may be like, no, but you, you know, if you assertive enough, you know, you might just get some. (laughs) So it's just like, that's where a lot of times um, it can get, it can get gray because I do believe that even wives can be raped, you know, in their, in their marriages, because mm-hmm. consent doesn't just like, like Alicia said, it doesn't just stop, you know, after I said I do. Um, so yeah, you know, so I, I think, you know, just going to your marriage, let's, let there just be a nice balance. She said no one time, then try just one more time. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm going to stay with. <laughs> now she may say like, well, I don't know. Now that may be open territory for me. <laughs> but if she say Malaysia, no. I'm like, okay, I, I'm not about to pressure you to give up your body. Yeah. That's, That's beautiful. That is so beautiful. That is so, so amazing. I love this. I love all of this. And especially because delayed gratification is something that, first of all, self-control is the fruit of the is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And when you conquer it, your whole life, you can see. The, you can see it throughout your whole life, how it blesses your whole entire life. You know, the late gratification isn't just for sexual reasons. It could, it's, it's for everything, you know, like the, our ability to wait, our ability to have patience, our ability to enjoy the journey, you know, um, that is just amazing. So I love that. I love all of this. Lastly, Alicia, what would you, what is your advice to single women who are uh, still waiting and who may be on the border border of hopelessness or kind of over it? Maybe they are close to bitterness, resentment, whatever. What would you say to them? And Elijah, how would you encourage other men to be more intentional about dating and stop wasting ladies' time? So um, to what would I say to my sisters about the waiting? I mean, I would definitely tell them to go through all of the emotions that they have, but definitely not sit in the emotions that they have, like recognize them, go through them. Cause I honestly, my aunt, to this day, I'll never, I'll never forget this. She told me, she was like, Alicia, you have, you want someone to wait to have sex with you. You know, you may be waiting till you're 45. And that wasn't something she said once or twice throughout my adulthood. She said that often. And so in my mind, I just had a, well, I guess I have to figure out how, you know, do I wait for that (laughs) to get married in my forties? And that wasn't what I wanted. And so I did make it known to God, like, I don't want to be 40 years old and not have been married or been in a serious relationship or anything. So 
I did though have to go through all of the emotions of being mad, of um, my heart started to get hard towards men because it's like, we're in Utah, there are black men here, but I just wasn't getting the call. And I was just like, well, what is this? But I, I didn't let it take over my, my joy or my sense of purpose or me wanting to go out and do things for and with myself. I literally would have fun by myself. I find myself very funny. And so there there are times where there's things that you just really can't explain, but but the moral or the the foundation is I love being with myself. and, And I had to accept myself and love being with myself before even before even being open to what Malaysia had so the thing is like that's why it was it was kind of hard in in the beginning because I was like okay with myself and now I have this person that wants to come into my space and sometimes we push them away because it's just like well you obviously on some old other type of stuff and that may not be the case Um, but because we're so guarded or because we're so whatever it could possibly be a great guy but we're just so turned off um that we we push them away and I'm not saying that's what everybody does but I just would say as you are going into um if you are in the single space and you're just like, well, well, why is she getting married? Or why is this happening to him? And and why is it every why is everybody but me? You know, why can't I be happy? It's just like, honestly, focus on yourself. Like, focus on you, be happy for them. You don't know all the stuff that that other person is going through with this other person. Hello. To see what you see on Instagram or what you see on Facebook. There's other things that come with a person and we all know that. And so be happy for them, but be happy in your, like plan the trip. Yes, 2020 COVID-19 has definitely put a damper on a lot of things for people, especially like I could just imagine in in your single state, it's just like, you can't go out and do these things with, with people, but. Let me tell you, trying to date in a pandemic is trash. I can There's imagine. That. Dating is already trash. For black single Christian women, but at a pandemic, child, utter trash. Utter, utter Continue, but don't, um, let, don't, let me, don't let me discourage y'all. Continue encouraging the saints, leash. <laughs> definitely would just just say to continue to focus on yourself, and it's just like you, there's never too much to learn about yourself. Honestly, like try different things. And that's what, before I met Malaysia, that's what I had started to do, to just continue to try different things, continue to put myself in spaces that I wouldn't normally be in um, because you just never know what could happen. You could honestly find a, a girl, a girl group to be a part of, uh, another support group to be a part of, um, a book club to start up. And, and I mean, like it definitely, you find purpose in, in what you've been placed on this planet to do. And sometimes it's not just to be in a relationship all the time, be, or be married or be in a, 
uh, intimate relationship with somebody. Sometimes it is to fulfill what it is that God has for you to fulfill at that point in time. So the timing, purpose, getting getting to know yourself and focusing on yourself and, and not everybody else is something that I would just tell women, our single sisters to do. And when you feel like you've done it already, like I'm already doing that, keep doing it. Just yes. keep doing it. I love that. Keep discovering new things about yourself. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Keep doing it for you, you know, because regardless if the partner comes or not, you're worth loving yourself. You're worth discovering purpose. So I love that. Thank you, Leash. All right, Melaja, help, help, help the people. I would say a word of advice. One, really, especially with all men, and particularly black men, if this is my message, because I'm a, since I'm a black man, I just want my message to be towards black men. Uh, but this can be for any men. Really invest in yourself. Um, invest in your self worth. Invest in your mental stability. Invest in rather be you know work. Um, you really invest in yourself because the game has changed. The game has changed. Women are no longer, they don't need to be just at the house. Um, women also have their own things. They're doing their own things. They got their own good jobs. They're their own CEOs. They're their own executives, you know? And so with that, like, you have to come correct in this day and age. Um, because if you don't, <laughs> they will leave you behind in the dust. Um, and so... My encouragement is that to men out here, like, of course you can date, like no one ever, we should never discourage people from being out here to test the waters, to date other people and see what you're doing. No, you should always do that. I mean, you really should get to know what do you like? Um, yes. Really know what you like because you don't want to just jump into a relationship and you're like, oh, well, you know, I'm just trying to be faithful. No, if you don't like this, get out of it. Like, yeah. you don't have to be in it. Uh, my encouragement really is for every person that you date, just give it 90 days. Give it 90 days to really get to know somebody. You don't necessarily have to have sex during those 90 days. You can. I mean, not everyone is Christian, uh, but um, or not everyone wants, you know, is sustaining from sex. But really, just give that person 90 days where you all are just dating and continuously dating um, and it can be out and about and you're doing your thing. If you really like this person, after those 90 days, confess your intentions and move forward and say, okay, if this is something that I want, you need to be then going towards a serious relationship. Um, you don't necessarily have to have the timeline on when you're getting married, but you, this needs to be a serious commitment. Um, but if not, okay, leave that girl be, stop dragging her along. Uh, move on. Like you can go date somebody else. Um, like it's okay. There were it's the, not in the world. There's plenty of fish in the sea, but don't be dragging these women on. Give it 90 days. Date, get to know somebody. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, but just be mature and know what you want. Um, and I think in this world, especially with black men, we have been taught that we should not know what we want. Um, that our wants and desires are not important. And so really know what you want and keep that with you and understand who you are. Um, because then once you know what you want, and this goes for both men and women, 
or non-binary folk or whatever, like if you know what you want, it's easy from there. Like, I know what I want. Yeah. I can move forward with that. But if you don't know what you want, you're going to be in these uh, incomplete relationships going on and on and on because you don't have an end goal in mind. Every man, and this is not to speak in like a prejudice talk, but every man should know, have a purpose. And if you don't have a purpose, especially in your, in your relationships, like, what are you doing? Amen. I love that. I love that. Well, congratulations to you both again. Um, I was fortunate enough to attend your proposal. Guys, it was beautiful. If you'd like to see it, go onto my page at Everything Allie B on Instagram and go to IGTV and it's there. You'll see their whole proposal. It was beautiful. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. So I'm just so incredibly happy for you both, particularly Leash because she's my friend um, and I, I know what it is to live the single Black Christian woman life in Utah. So it's, when I speak about you two, I always say it's extra sweet for Black love to exist in Utah. So I wish you much success. I wish you eternal bliss. And I pray that just as happy as you are today, we'll look back, you know, 20, we'll look 20 years from now, 40 years from now, look back and see that it, you still have the same bliss and the same passion for one another. So thank y'all for coming on and for sharing your journey and um, the significance of dating intentionally. Um, let's get into brownie points. This is where we give ourselves kudos for something that we are proud of ourselves for, something we've done well. Uh, so, Malaysia and Alicia, what are you giving yourselves brownie points for today? It's now January. I've uh, been going to therapy for a year and a couple months straight. Um, and then on top of that, I no longer feel like an imposter at my job. Oh my gosh, that is huge. That is huge. I love that. I love that so much, guys. If you are not familiar with imposter syndrome, please go to the Love Hour podcast and look up the episode with Stevon Lewis. And yes, it'll bless your life. I love that so much. OMG. Alicia. Um, I'm giving myself brownie points for being more intentional with my emotions. So like if I'm feeling a certain way, um, this is a big thing for me because I'm not an emotions person. Um, but when I feel a certain way, addressing it up front, this is how I feel. Um, and exploring what that means. I'm there, I'm giving myself brownie points for that. I love that. I love that. And because I know you, I think it's extra sweet. Like. I just love that. I just love getting to know this version of you because like seeing you all mushy and stuff, it is just, I just love it. <laughs> it's a surprise to me too, girl. Like, where did she come from? Evolving. I love her. I love her. Relationship, her whole aura changed. Come on, come on. Okay, so. Working on herself before then, but yes. <laughs> now get yourself proud, Elijah. That's all you. Definitely is him. He provide. I'm telling you, provide a safe space for not only it's a big thing for men as well, but provide a safe space for a woman who's so strong minded. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. 
pour into your man. I'm doing, yes. I'm doing, I'm doing things. I'm just like, you want something to eat? <laughs> I got you. You want creases? I tell Elijah all the time. You want creases? I'm your person, okay? Because you're not gonna be out here looking dusty. That's a reflection of me. We not Ooh, doing so that. We- so we want, we want creases. What we want? We want creases in the arm. We want wrinkles eliminated. I am a domesticated woman that does a lot of things in the community. I mean, like, I know how to do those things. But also, Malaysia, he'll cook. I love this. He'll do all, girl, I am in, like, this is a happy space. So, invest. Listen, this girl in love, y'all. This girl is in love. I love it. (laughs) All right. So, I'm giving myself brownie points for... Uh, recording as a guest on another podcast called Real Talk with Michelle uh, this week. And I uh, was interviewed about my mother wound and my journey of healing from that. And it was my first time being interviewed um, about, of course, I've been talking about it. If you've you've been following me for for the last couple of months, you've seen um, how I've been more vocal about that. Uh, But this week was my first time being interviewed about it. So uh, that was really, really cool. And I thought that the conversation flowed very, very well. I was a bit nervous, but I think it went really well. So I'm giving myself brownie points for that. All right, y'all give yourself brownie points. Think about it, meditate on it, marinate on it, let it sizzle in your spirit, write it down, post the sticky note or somewhere, whatever it is. But I do want you to think on something that you've done well and celebrate yourself for it. Celebrate all the small victories. All right. Uh, share with us um, where people can find you and any other um, relevant information that you want to share. Uh, yes, uh, you can find me at at Malijah G on Instagram, which is M-E-L-I-G-H-A-G, essentially, on Instagram. Um, I also do a thing called uh, Meaningful Conversations. You can follow me at Meaningful Conversations, which is good. And then... Uh, yeah. If you ever are in town, I don't mind giving you a tour of the Black Cultural Center. Um, so look up Black Cultural Center at the University of Utah. Awesome. And of course, me, Alicia, it's on IG. It's at A underscore D-A-I-R. More importantly, my nonprofit, Curly Me, we are in these Utah streets doing the things and Love, love, love what we do. It is at Curly Me SLC on Instagram and Curly Me SLC on Facebook. We are redoing our website, but we do have a website. It's it's www.curlyme.org. And um, that's what we're doing. Hopefully we'll get our, our YouTube channel up this year so we can reach more people and and do all the things but hey and possibly put this episode on there man listen we might have to we we might we might i would like to bring ali b shades of brown on the on the on the tube for the young children talking about (laughs) relationships that might be a thing so uh yeah. Well, you guys, uh, please go follow them, Elijah and Alicia, and also uh, follow me at Everything Allie B, and that's on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, thank you for listening. I, I hope that you, uh, if you enjoyed the show, if you please would leave a review, rate the podcast. This allows others to find us and help us grow our community. Amen. 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 
All right, Black folks, please be reminded of this. You are enough and your creation is so divine. And I love me some you. So until the next episode, be healthy, be whole, be healed.